What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another week of me losing my battle against trying to be hot <laughs> and mysterious. No, I'm kidding. But um, welcome back to Brutally Unfiltered, where I have no filter and brutally expose my life, my tea, my thoughts, and basically allow myself to be perceived, which is honestly quite hilarious when I think about it because honestly high school I was just like in a bubble I had no perception of anything outside myself to be even like in the mindset of understanding that I am perceived by other people but once I hit college like that was like all that I could think about is the fact that like I'll never fully understand how someone perceives me which to me is fucking bonkers because like someone could say to my face that they like me they think I'm cool or they think I'm whatever but then they actually don't fuck with me or they think something about me that they're never going to tell me. And that used to literally haunt me at night. No, <laughs> not actually, but like kind of like it used to like really irk me because I was like, what the fuck? I don't know what these people actually think about me. Like for all I know, my best friend is not actually my best friend. For all I know, the people that I hang out with don't actually fuck with me. But obviously that's just like some self-sabotaging type mindset. And also because I suffer from main character syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's fucking horrible um so I always like just assume it has something to do with me but most of the time it doesn't but anyways um you guys my update for this week is that what the fuck I'm being perceived which is why I started off this podcast this way because obviously when I started a pod I knew that that was a challenge that was going to come with it obviously like a lot went into me starting the podcast before I even started the podcast or like put anything out for it like coming up with a name and like fucking seeing if like Instagram just like a bunch of like shit that's not relevant to you guys that you don't really care for but like when I did create the podcast that was like something I had to think about beforehand I was like listen as someone who for a really long time cared about like a lot like what people said like there was a point in my life where like if anything like negative um or like something that I didn't think was fitting of who I was was said about me or someone felt a type of way about me that I just like was not happy about like that would take such a toll on me just like aside from like mentally just like emotionally and just like internally like I would just internalize that shit so heavily like, if someone said that, like, I made them upset or made them mad or made them whatever, then it would just, like, eat me alive and it was, like, the worst thing ever. Um, and even shit that wasn't true, like, people would say rumors or say things that weren't true and, like, that would just, like, consume me entirely. Like, I couldn't think about anything else but those things. So when I started the pod, it was, like, I was honestly like when I started the podcast is very much like turning point in my life for sure and I think a very big turning point in my mindset and the way that I sort of take in and internalize what people say about me versus what I say about myself and what I think about myself um and it was just kind of like okay like are you going to be comfortable with the fact that there will be you know people who know you that are going to perceive you people who don't know you that are going to perceive you people that you will never meet like you know just at the end of the day like asking myself if I was going to be comfortable with being perceived and 
understanding that that could, you know, translate into a million different ways, being perceived exactly as I am, being perceived as maybe the way I want to be perceived or being perceived completely like differently than what I expect or anticipate, right? Because at the end of the day, like I could say ketchup and one person could take that as one thing and somebody else could take it as a completely different thing. And that's why at the end of the day, it shouldn't really fucking matter what anyone says about you. If you're listening, like that is a big thing that I feel like I've really learned in the past couple of what, six months of my life is that um, perceptions aren't everything. The way you perceive other people is probably not them to the fullest extent and the way others perceive you is never going to be the fullest extent, obviously. So that was like a huge thing when I started the pod is like knowing the way, you know, because at the end of the day, no one knows you better than you know yourself. And I feel like because just of where like the experiences and internal like healing growth self-love journey that I've been having like this past what year couple of years of my life I felt like when I started the pod I knew myself well enough to know that that could potentially be a breaking point or sort of like a con of starting um the podcast because obviously I'm I'm putting myself out there which in any case, regardless of whether, you know, it's on a small scale or large scale, like putting yourself out there is scary in general, just because you're putting yourself out there, but also because you're putting yourself out there for people to, you know, interpret as they please. So that was like a huge thing for me. And it was like super scary in that regard, because again, I can't control who listens, who doesn't listen, and what they, you know, choose to do with what they listen to. You know, the point is, I can't control how people view me, I can't control how people perceive me, and I can't control how people feel about me. But for a long time, and for like, a really, really big chunk of my life, obviously, that's all I cared about. Like, is making sure that I was being perceived the way I wanted to be perceived and if not to fix it in order to emulate whatever it is that that person wanted me to be, you know, and which is just like stupid and silly. But anyways, the reason I'm bringing this up or the reason it's even relevant to begin with is because so obviously you guys know per um, this past episode, I started a new job, which is super exciting and fun, obviously, and I'm super thankful and grateful for it. But like I talked about in the pod, it was a job that I was so lucky enough to get through a friend. And I also have other friends and mutuals that I know that work at this establishment, which is both, you know, um, assuring, but also like kind of scary because then you're not coming into it like as a completely new person. You know, you can't really establish yourself as an individual because like you have attachments to people who are already there, if that makes any sense. Maybe it doesn't, but whatever. So my whole thing was like, I'm sure like, you know, it'll be cool. It's going to be fine, which it was until someone literally came up to me and was like, hey, like, so I heard you have a podcast. Guys, get the fact that I met this girl like three minutes ago. I don't even remember her name. Like, I know I'm kidding. I definitely remembered her name. I'm just saying that to be a dick. But like, I'm trying to get you, I'm trying to paint a picture, and the picture is that this girl is a stranger to me. Like, yes, I know her name, but I literally met her three minutes ago, and so the fact that she knows I have a podcast, and yeah, the podcast is cool, and yes, I'm sure, you know, a decent amount of people listen to it. Actually, I know, because obviously analytics, but... The point is, I didn't assume people from where I work that I just met would even, you know, remotely know about my podcast. Anyway, so she brings it up and I like, so this is the first time that I'm like obviously having a real life interaction or real life experience with what that internalized fear originally was, which was that I would be perceived without like 
my acknowledgement or that I'm being perceived by people who I don't know. And so, like, I lost my shit a little bit for a second because I was like, what the fuck? Like, my heart kind of, like, stopped because I was like, wait, no, 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 no. And so then, like, I asked her how she knew and I heard and whatever. The point is, the conclusion of this story is that from that interaction, there were two people that I didn't really have a close relationship with or little to none, like these people were strangers to me, who had already been perceiving me without me allowing them to perceive me. And honestly, I think I reacted pretty well, which was kind of crazy. At first, it did kind of like, it didn't bother me. It it wasn't like a negative thing. It was just kind of like, oh shit, so like this is actually real. So if they know about the pod and they can listen to the pod, then that really means really anyone can listen to the pod, which again is something I knew, but not something I was really like, oh yeah, let me dive in and think about this or like really, really sit and ponder because I'd rather not do that because that's just too much for me. But yeah, and it just made me like freak out because I was like, what the fuck? So then I obviously check. This is obviously something you guys also don't, I don't know if you guys care about this, but this is going to be kind of like a ramble episode. So I'm just going to ramble away. Obviously, I try my best to keep up with BU and really just like gear it in the direction where I want it to go. So the other day, I was looking at um like my just looking at the pod looking at how it's doing look at how episodes are doing blah 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 blah. that's again stuff you don't care about guys my audience I'm not gonna expose what my audience is because I well does it even fucking matter no you know what we're unfiltered on this bitch who gives a fuck um why is my male audience greater than my female audience this is for the girls and gays only what the fuck like my thing is not even I'm totally kidding obviously I am gearing towards whoever can connect with the pod and relate and take away something from the episode that's really all I care about but it's just wild to me because who the fuck like I know like (laughs) I just don't know who listens to it and that has like it's finally been gobsmacked in my face is the point like up until recently obviously I knew anyone could listen to the pod but it's not like I really took the time to really like let that simmer in because I just rather not focus on that but because of this interaction and then looking at the analytics now I'm just like holy shit like so why is my entire audience men and <laughs> what is going on? Because who is listening to this? And I'm curious because if you guys want to know, I have gotten unfollowed and blocked by a couple individuals who I, within the past couple months, have genuinely not have inter- had interactions with. So, and obviously I feel like when I talk about personal experiences in my life, they are so intricately detailed in a way where I'm not exposing myself, but if you're the person listening to it, you would know it's you. So I'm just curious as to if those individuals are listening and that's why I'm now blocked and um, fucking unfollowed. (laughs) I just think it's funny because, okay, here's the thing. I've talked about this before. When I block someone, it's not really because like I feel a type of way. It's just I don't care. Well, I don't block people. Well, that's a lie. I have a couple people blocked, but not like on social media, just like phone numbers because I'm just like, please do not ever contact me again. But as far as it goes for like social media, if I remove someone or unfollow them, it's not because I have like ill ill feelings towards them or because I feel a type of way. It's just kind of one of those things where like I don't really care to keep up with you. I don't care to see what you did on Sunday. I don't care to see like anything 
it's just a like feeling of indifference. So it's like, why would I continue to follow you if I don't want to keep up with you type thing? But again, back to the main character syndrome shit, because I think everything is about me. Um, when people unfollow me or block me, I'm just like, well, I really did a number on them. I really grinded their gears. And so now I think I'm the shit, the tits and the dip, which again, it's not the case. They probably could just give less than two fucks, but I'm just keep telling myself that it's because they're just too obsessed and can't deal with perceiving me (laughs) online. which is, is it true? I don't know, but I'm gonna tell myself it's true because I can and I will and no one can stop me. And as far as I know, they're all still obsessed with me. (laughs) Okay, so this past week or like two weeks ago, I was hanging out with someone who has a boyfriend and that's such a fucking weird ass way to start the story. Basically, I was hanging out with a friend and their um boyfriend had texted them or like their significant other their whatever you want to call it the person they're talking to I guess they're not officially dating so I don't know why I said boyfriend but to me they're basically dating so whatever anyways I looked at the contact name that she had him saved as and it was just his name and I just thought that was so weird because every person that I've seen like that has a boyfriend or someone they're talking to even if it's like their name it's usually got like an emoji or like either if they have like a nickname or something for them then it's like you know whatever right so I was like what the fuck and then that made me think like it does it matter if uh like the person you're talking to or the person you're seeing like what they have you saved under as your contact name because I feel like at least for me if you're like just if you don't I don't know I feel like if I talk to you on the daily or I like you a lot or like we're really good friends or something I don't know then you have like something with your name not just your name like maybe an emoticon or an emoji or instead of it being your freaking full full name like first and last name like it's just like your first or like a nickname I don't know but the point is like if I'm texting you a lot or often enough like I don't need to read fucking Jessica Fuentes every time you text me you know so I just thought that was so weird because I feel like I don't think well okay that's kind of like something silly to be upset about like if I was talking to someone and they had me saved under just like my name I don't think I'd like lose my shit over it or be upset about it but I definitely think I would kind of be like well that's kind of weird like I don't know not even like a heart I don't know wait actually now that I think about it maybe I just wouldn't care but I just thought it was interesting because I've never seen that happen like every person I know that's either talking to someone or seeing someone like on a consistent basis it's like they're texting each other and their name is not their just like their name you know So I don't really know about that. Okay, also you guys, so recently I have been just like, you know, living my best life, doing my own thing. Anyways, I was in a predicament. Well, not a predicament, but just in a... Okay, so basically I had um, gone out, right? And... You know, the vibes were fun. It was cool. The point isn't me going out. I'm just trying to, like, set the scene. So while I'm out, I'm with a group of friends. And that's fine. It's no big deal. Like, everyone's cool. Again, not the point of the story. Just painting a picture of the vibe. Anyways, within this group of friends, obviously, there's a group of dudes, right? And 
the way I think about friend groups is like the people you hang out with are like kind of who you become or at least like you have to share enough similar values or like thought process or just like beliefs in order to like be able to hang out together. And I understand that there's like anomalies in relationships where like you guys have opposing views and you still manage to like find common ground and like still value each other enough to still see each other, hang out, whatever the case is. I don't know. Um, But for the most part, like there has to be some sort of basis of like understanding or connecting in like similar thoughts or vibes or just stuff like that in order for you guys to hang out, right? So in this case this like group of friends like one of them um I don't want to I don't want to say he's cheated but he's kind of like he has whore tendencies okay so he's not a cheater but he has whore tendencies right and by default like so do like the rest of them like they're all just kind of whores and then one of them in this friend group is like you know claims to be fucking one with god like he doesn't do shit he's like no no like i respect my girlfriend i'm loyal like i would never do anything like that like they're all just like single so they don't give a fuck like that's why they do what they do but then that made me think again because to my core i'm a people watcher and a hater so i will watch and probably find things to hate on no i'm kidding but i'm also not kidding but the point is it made me think like can there really be a singular wholesome person within a group of whores (laughs) and the point is no if you hang out with whores, you're a whore. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm sorry, Kathy, but your boyfriend Brian and his whole little frat star friend group, they're all a fucking bunch of whores, okay? They're all texting bitches on the side, and your boyfriend's no different. And I know this is going to trigger some people because everyone wants to think that their boyfriend's different, that their boyfriend doesn't give a fuck about other girls, that they're the only one. I'm sorry, he's a man. To his core, he is a man, and to his core, he thinks with his dick. I am sorry, Kathy. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but also, I'm trying to fucking help you out here. Because how are you going to tell me that in a group of five dudes, again, I brought up the story for context, but now let's just go into a general basis. Like, in a group of men... In general, first of all, let's just start off with the fact that they all probably have the same fucking game. At the end of the day, like they all have the same fucking game. Why? Because why would they try to work harder when they can work smarter? There's five of them. They can all put their pea-sized head together and come up with a way to obviously fucking spit game to girls. And they're all going to use the same tricks because like I said, work smarter, not harder. But again, like I said, the point is most dudes, most guys, like whatever friend group they hang out with and the types of men that they hang out with, that is going to be the type of guy you are dealing with, okay? I don't give a shit. Like if the guy that you're talking to hangs out in a group where they're the type of guys that are like sliding up on girls like stories, like harding their shit, like they're the WYD at 2 a.m. bros, like they're the type to text you to link and then ghost you, like that type of vibe. If they have like some sort of reputation, if even just one person in the group has a reputation of being like a total dick sleaze bag, like that is what you're dealing with. I don't care if the guy you're talking to says he's different, like his homeboys are just a bunch of whores, but somehow he's the anomaly. Like, I'm sorry you're not special 
and I'm sorry if that triggers you but it's the truth like for the most part like people are what they surround themselves with so if he's hanging out with a bunch of guys who are always talking about like banging girls left and right talking to a bunch of girls or hitting up everyone and their mama and they're basically all just also can I clarify I'm not trying to say this coin term with such a negative connotation but it gets my point across like if all these dudes are ran through and they're fucking community dick like the guy you're talking to is going to be if not the same worse like to be quite frank and honest and that's what that experience made me realize is that no matter like what kind of group you're dealing with at the end of the day like when his homeboys are banging left and right you know what he's gonna do he's not gonna say guys like you shouldn't do that like you should really care about a girl's feelings and really take the time to get a know her like fuck no he's gonna dab them up and say all right let's run it back like what kind of world would we live in if that wasn't the world like that is what we live in okay bitch I'm sorry if you don't like it I'm sorry if it triggers you or if it makes you upset but that's the reality of things whereas like if clearly your guy hangs out with a bunch of like goobs which love for the goobers even though sometimes they're low-key the worst it's always like the goobers that be doing the most damage because they look like they're nice but they're not but if the group of friends is like you know the type of guys that you can trust you know and genuinely like feel like you know they're good respectable human beings then that's obviously a different case because he's obviously surrounding himself with different kinds of people but if his friend group is the way I just told you then that's what he's gonna be and so basically that just made me realize I once again I'm back to square one and I will never be able to find a man on this earth because they're all whores and it's it's what it is so as you guys know seasonal depression and cuffing season are right around the corner I know I know I don't want it you don't want it none of us want it but the point is Halloween, spooky season, fucking cuddle weather, whatever people call it, it's around the corner. And to be honest with you, I'm not even that scared for that because I've lived so many years without fucking cuddle season. And in general, I'm just like, ill, please don't touch me. But seasonal depression is also there. So it's like two in one, which is quite literally so frightening. And the reason I bring this up is because I feel like in general, this time of the year or like this season or these seasons because it's like technically fall and winter is like the hardest time to be alone and I feel like that's so true in general obviously throughout the whole year it's going to be at any point in your life it's going to be hard to be alone it's just you know a natural truth because as human beings like our innate nature is to want to connect with people and to obviously reach some sort of like emotional physical intimacy with someone um but because of like halloween thanksgiving and christmas being seasons and like holidays of like being around family and friends and being with people and like i said like dressing up with your boo or your bae or whatever the fuck you want to call it and like going to meet the parents on thanksgiving or um spending Christmas with your significant other and doing like the cute shit like going to see lights and like ice skating or whatever people do nowadays the point is these seasons are really hard because there is like some sort of um I not I wouldn't say extra pressure but there's sort of this 
um, overrepresentation of a certain type of relationship that should be existing in your life, which in this case would be a boyfriend or a girlfriend or like a significant other or a, a talking stage, whatever you want to call it, someone to do these things with. And with seasonal depression tied on top of that, which obviously is not Again, these are not necessarily issues or sentiments or feelings shared by everyone, but I feel like it is probably very prevalent for a lot of people. Um, and especially, like I said, with seasonal depression, it's just really, it's a, t- it's a tough time to not have people around you or to not constantly be around people, which I feel like recently I've had a lot of experience with that just in general because I feel like in the past, whenever I've been alone or, like, isolated, it's been, like, self-induced. Like, it was a choice I made to, like, be alone or spend some time, like, on my own. And I feel like recently, just because, as I've talked about in previous podcast episodes, but just in general, because, like, myself and so many of my friends are just, like, in different stages of our lives and, like, going after different things right now and finding ourselves occupied and busy with, you know, other stuff, I feel like that's made it really, um, it's sort of facilitated the environment for me to be alone, whether I want to be or not. And what I mean by that is that as much as I would want to be with my friends maybe in this moment, I can't. Why? Because they have their own personal stuff going on, whether that's school, work, or like pursuing their own goals and ambitions. Also, we have distance on top of that. We're not all in the same area anymore. We're all in different areas. And even the friends that I do have in my area or close to me that it would seem most ideal to see. Again, same thing. We all have our own kind of journeys that we're on right now which is kind of like making it very difficult to see each other or to you know all get together and find a point in time when our schedules all do coincide and we can all see each other right so with all that in mind I feel like the past couple of I would say like the past month or so I've really kind of like been like oh shit like I have not seen my friends in a really long time Because, again, with summer, it wasn't as, like, in my face because I was able to drive up and see them, go visit them. Obviously, I just saw Carla and Kate this past two weeks ago or whatever for Labor Day, which was really nice. But just in general, seeing my friends and um, just not being able to have that day-to-day contact with them. You know, when you go to college, like, or just school or anything that's remotely close to your friends you're obviously seeing them either on a day-to-day basis or an every other day basis which makes it really hard to sort of like miss them because you know that they're so readily available to you right and so like I feel like these past couple months I've been realizing like oh shit like one how valuable obviously our time together is because we don't have as much access to it anymore but then two also realizing like I'm kind of by myself and like trying to differentiate between being alone versus being lonely, which I feel like I've talked about this on like multiple occasions, like just in general um, with like friends or just like with myself, I guess, internally, mentally or like journal wise, like 
I have come to the conclusion that there is a very distinct difference between being alone versus being lonely, which I think is very difficult because it's such a gray area. You know, um, loneliness can very quickly translate into just being alone in the same way that being alone can very quickly translate into feeling lonely or being lonely. And I think the reason is because we as a society or maybe as individuals have um, created sort of such a negative stigma for being alone. Um, And the reason I say this is because I just feel like, again, there's nothing, like, to its core, there's nothing wrong with, you know, cuffing season. There's nothing wrong with longing for intimacy and a relationship that is more than just platonic, you know, and creating and establishing a romantic relationship with someone There's nothing wrong with wanting or desiring that, but I think the problem comes when it's coming from a place of just trying to um, fill that void or just like kind of get rid of that feeling of loneliness, right? And so I feel like a lot of times in these seasons of like people wanting something so desperately, a lot of times leads people to get into relationships or talking stages again, whatever you want to call it with maybe not necessarily the right person or someone who fits what their needs are simply because they want someone to fill that space. And as I've had time to kind of like really sit on the fact that like for once in my life, I'm kind of alone, but not necessarily by choice. Like if I could choose to be with my friends, I would. But right now I'm not necessarily in a position to choose that. I am basically in a spot where I could, if I wanted to, go look for that in other outlets or sources of life. Like I said, by engaging in a relationship with someone that even though I know like in a romantic relationship that maybe I don't necessarily want, but if that's going to diminish this feeling of being alone, then like I'm going to do it, you know? And being in that position to do that and choosing not to, I feel like is kind of really like shed a light on the difference between being alone versus being lonely. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times those two terms are used interchangeably when they shouldn't be. You know, there's a very distinct difference between being alone and being lonely. For starters, being lonely is something that is often very negative and very empty and very sad and very just lonesome you know being lonely is like wanting company and not being able to get that and that then becoming a negative like you know pit in your stomach type thing and just like a negative feeling versus being alone that could definitely be a choice that you make that could be something that you're choosing to do whether that's because you want to use time to just spend with yourself to get to know yourself use that time to give back to habits that you care about or um, hobbies that you want to engage in just a bunch of different things when you're alone that doesn't necessarily mean you're lonely you know it doesn't necessarily mean that you're sad like you can be alone and happy which is a misconception that I don't think a lot of people understand because I think a lot of people well maybe not a lot I don't want to generalize but some people don't um grasp the fact that you can choose to be alone and be happy you know a lot especially older people and older generations you know you're 20 and they're like why don't you have a boyfriend why don't you have a girlfriend why don't you have someone to spend time with or why aren't you out with your friends or why aren't you doing this you know And the thing is, time with yourself and time 
spent alone is not a bad thing and it doesn't have to automatically mean you're lonely. Obviously, I've never had a relationship so I don't have a basis to compare it to. But when you're in a relationship and when you lose that, sometimes it can feel like you're losing a part of yourself. And the reason I say this, again, I have not had a romantic relationship, but I've had a lot of platonic relationships and I've also lost a lot of platonic relationships throughout my life, which I feel have given me a taste of what it feels like to be heartbroken. And to be quite honest with you, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, a friendship breakup is a lot more hurtful and a lot more painful than a heartbreak and that's just my opinion you can agree or disagree but the point is because I've had those experiences of losing people sometimes it can feel like you're losing a part of yourself but that's not the truth you're just losing a version of yourself you know a version that existed throughout that relationship or throughout that friendship that either you can continue to live in now Or you can choose to use that to obviously grow from. But when you lose someone, like I said, sometimes it can make life feel very like dull and sometimes like lose its spark. Why? Because that connection that you had formulated with someone that gave you so many beautiful experiences and a lot of really amazing feelings is no longer real. It's no longer tangible. It's no longer there. And so when you lose someone or something you know whether that's like a relationship or friendship or a partner whatever the case is when you lose that sometimes it can be really hard to find the spark and beauty in doing things alone because perhaps when you go and do something you're going to think oh that's something that I used to love doing with blank person or that's something that this person really loved doing therefore I can't do it anymore because to even do it makes me feel lonely because all I can do is think about them or what I used to do with them and I feel like a lot of times the problem is that we don't necessarily engage in time alone with the right mindset, which then causes it to, in our minds, be time spent feeling lonely rather than time spent being alone. And it's really tough, you know, because when you are starting a new chapter of your life, and that can be a million different things, that could be moving to a new city going to college in a completely different state or city, um, starting a new job, you know, just getting out of a relationship. Um, A lot of these experiences can sometimes be isolating, can sometimes be lonesome. Why? Because you are essentially on your own. There's no one there with you, whether that's experiencing this with you or sharing the experience with you. You know, because when you're in a relationship, like – in a way, or a friendship, whatever you experience, you share that experience with that person or those people. In the same way that when you lose that, you no longer have the opportunity to share the experiences or, you know, special moments in your life with anyone but yourself, which can feel kind of void and empty. Why? Because in your head, you think that you need to share whatever it is you're doing with someone or that it needs to be acknowledged or recognized by another individual in order to kind of hold that same value and excitement that it would if it was being shared with someone else. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be that way. I think there's a lot of 
beauty and a lot of room for growth and flourishment in being alone. And I think once you realize that you don't have to feel lonely when you do things alone, then you kind of open the door for a lot of new experiences that you get to share. And I think that's the coolest aspect of it. There's nothing more beautiful in life than being able to share existing with someone else. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to dismiss that or negate how awesome it is to be able to share monumental milestones and really big moments in life or just even the small, beautiful, like intricate moments with friends, with boyfriends, girlfriends, significant others, partners, whatever. But I think there's a special type of beauty found within sharing experiences with yourself that you can look back upon and think back upon and feel, you know, good about with just yourself. And that can be anything and everything. That could be exploring the new city you moved in and figuring out your favorite coffee shop or figuring out where you like to walk and where you like to, you know, buy your groceries at. It can mean, you know, sharing the experience with yourself of figuring out your new favorite dish or a new tradition that you have, like getting dessert before you eat dinner. I don't know. It could be the most small, seemingly mundane thing ever that you transform into something super cool, unique, and that you only get to um, share with yourself. I think a lot of times, like when you do something alone, there's sort of like this like mental battle of like feeling weird I remember for the longest time um when I used to go grocery shopping I always felt really self-conscious and I always felt like my social anxiety was like beaming off the charts when I would go grocery shopping because I was doing it alone and I felt like everyone around me um was like judging the fact that I was grocery shopping alone or by myself and um Which sounds silly because in general, most people grocery shop alone or like with kids or with their husband or boyfriend, wherever the case is. But there are definitely a lot of people who shop alone. Again, but in the moment, all I could think about was not the experience of shopping or the experience of, you know, buying foods that I enjoy. All I was thinking about was the experience as me being lonely because I was doing it alone. Like, that's the only thing that I was processing in my head is that I am by myself right now. I am weird for doing that. And then when I finally, like, learned to, like, take a step back and realize this is such a cool thing. Because, like I said, I'm not grocery shopping alone. I'm buying food that's going to fuel my body so that I can do the things that I love and care about. Like, go to the gym, go to work, go on walks with my dog. I am going to buy foods that I enjoy so that when I get home and cook them, I'm excited to eat my dinner, my lunch, my breakfast. All those things are way more authentic and honest ways of labeling what I was doing. But because I was so in my head about the fact that I was doing it alone, I was like, no, this is weird. When in reality, it just... It, it wasn't weird. It was weird because I was fucking making it weird. No one was giving a fuck what I was doing. Again, hello, main character syndrome. Like, no one gives a fuck that you're buying avocados at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, Jessica. They just don't. Like, 
they're worried about their own lives and doing their own thing. Which is such a, honestly, like that story revealed so much or that experience, which is a story to you, but like that experience revealed a lot to me because like I said, I feel like a lot of times because we get so caught up in our heads, we label experiences or moments in our life as moments of loneliness and like just being like by ourselves as negative or as like sad when they don't have to be like yeah grocery shopping is something so small scale that you're probably like okay that's not that serious but that same feeling can be translated into so many things like going to a museum by yourself or going to the beach by yourself or going to a restaurant and taking yourself out on a date and just eating dinner alone you have all your life to meet people and just really get to know like all the amazing individuals that are on earth that just by divine timing exist at the same time as you right why not also use that time to experience the divine existence of you right a couple days ago I or maybe weeks ago I don't know um I journaled And there was a quote that I wrote. Well, it's not a quote, but it's a quote because I'm going to read it out loud to you. But it made me think in general, just thought process. I wrote, like, friendships can give you a glimpse into the beauty of experiencing you. Right. And the reason I wrote that is because, like, a lot of times, like, obviously we don't see the beauty of spending time with ourselves. We don't see the beauty within ourselves. That's just, in general, the natural human thing to do is to, like, shit on yourself in every possible way like there is no harsher critic than yourself of course that's a pretty commonly well-known thing but when you have a really good friendship with someone or a really loving healthy relationship with someone that can a lot of times give you sort of a glimpse into how amazing and awesome you are because it kind of takes it makes you take a moment to step back and realize wait like maybe like I am kind of dope you know like if someone wants to spend time with me I'm probably bringing something really cool to the table so why not take the time to experience yourself and to be alone to go to a coffee shop and get coffee and try new things like trying a different drink or becoming a regular and befriending people there whatever the point is being alone doesn't necessarily have to be lonely. It's only lonely if you allow it to be. It can be such a really cool experience to go to the beach by yourself and just sit and watch the sunset and be in your own presence. It can also be a really cool experience to go to the movies alone. No one gives a fuck. That is the point. No one gives a flying fuck. You're the only one that gives a fuck, just like me in the grocery store. Like, no one cared and probably didn't blink twice seeing me grocery shopping by myself. They probably didn't. But guess who was double thinking and triple thinking and just being so self-conscious that like I was just oozing with like so much anxiety about it. Me. I was the only one that cared about the fact that I was alone. I was the only one that cared about the fact that I was doing something alone. No one else did. No one else really cared, right? A couple weeks after that first experience, I decided to get dinner by myself. I went to a sit-down restaurant and I got dinner by myself. And did I enjoy that dinner? No. Quite frankly, that was the worst dinner I've ever had in my life. 
And it wasn't because the food was bad. It wasn't because the service was bad. It was because I was so in my head feeling like people were judging me, feeling like people were feeling, you know, bad for me. Like, oh, poor her. Look at her out on a night all by herself, like eating dinner alone. And the whole time I was there, like, I was like, oh my God, like I need to eat fast. Like maybe I should just get this to go. Like what the fuck am I doing? I should just get up and leave. Like I'll just fucking pay at the register, not even take my food, just go because I cannot deal with feeling like I am being observed in a negative way because I'm by myself. And that was honestly such a hard experience to get through because like I said, all I could think about the fact, I can think about, enjoying my food or trying the new dish that I picked out that day or thinking about my server and her service all I could think about was the fact that I was sitting by myself in a room full of people sitting with others you know that's all I could think about and it was it it was like the exact same feeling I was feeling in the grocery store just a different setting and it was the fact that I should not be alone because people don't do things like this by themselves people do this with other people that they care about and want to spend time with People don't go out to dinner by themselves unless they're lonely and sad and have no friends. People don't do that. People go out to dinner with their friends, with their family, with people that love them. And it took me sitting in my car and like, I didn't cry, but like I was definitely like down in the dumps about it and just kind of being like, what the fuck has my life come to? Why am I going out to dinner by myself? And in that moment, I realized actually, what the fuck is going on with me? There is nothing wrong with the position I'm in life. Like, and that was at a point when I had like a lot of friends, like still with me in the sense that like I could have gone to dinner with them if I wanted to. But for whatever reason, I honestly could not tell you right now because this was so long ago. But for whatever reason, I just felt the need to try something new and go out on my own because I really was trying to challenge myself. And of course it was fucking challenging. But It just made me super self-conscious because I was like, why would I do that? Why didn't I just text them and say like, we should get dinner this week instead of doing whatever kind of shit show that was. But I did it again. And you know what? The second time when I did it, I said, listen, we are not going to give a fuck about anyone else here. I took my book. I brought my AirPods and I ate my meal. And when I tell you guys that was the best dinner I've ever had, well, not ever, but it was a really, really good dinner. It was very difficult walking into that restaurant again. I I didn't go to the same one, but just like the experience again of walking in alone and when the hostess asked me, like the first time I did it when the hostess was like, how many in your party? And I was like, one. I felt my heart drop to the floor. I wanted to shit myself right then and there because how embarrassing, how embarrassing for me to say it was a party of one, right? And I was just like, that is, wow. The second time I did it, it still felt scary, but I was like, I said it with, I said it with my chest a little bit more. I said one, you know, party of one, bitch. What about it? I sat down, obviously, and I just really told myself I... I'm going to allow myself to experience this fully without worrying about what other people are saying or thinking and I'm just gonna do me and if it's a shit show we're never doing this again but we have to give it a full go 
And like I said, it was such a good time. I honestly didn't even realize like how quickly my whole dinner flew by and that moment spent alone flew by because it didn't feel lonely. It, it really didn't. I ate my dinner. I had my salad. I ate my pasta. I read my book as I was doing it. I listened to some cool music, very chill, very relaxed. And I was just existing in my own presence. I was existing alone, but not existing loneliness. You know, I wasn't just, I wasn't sad. I wasn't, you know, feeling lonely. I was just by myself. I was just alone. And that is what I'm trying to get at, is that being alone and feeling lonely or being lonely are two very distinct things that very easily could change with a simple shift in mindset. And especially in times like this, like I said, during spooky season, Thanksgiving, Christmas, when you feel sort of that imminent pressure that you need to be doing things with other people, that you need to be going on a fun ice skating date with someone or going to see a movie with someone or going on a date to a nice dinner with someone or um, dressing up in a couple's costume. I don't know. The point is, it's a season where a lot of people are doing things together and Maybe you're not necessarily in a position to do that right now or you don't necessarily have the people to do that with. That is okay. Yes, life is meant to be experienced with people, but it's also meant to be experienced alone. And like I said, just because you're experiencing it alone doesn't mean that your experience is lonely. When I go grocery shopping now, I bring my headphones, I play music that I like, I bring my fun little grocery list, I shop for my groceries, I take my time, I get excited for like what I'm going to cook. Like it's just a vibe and it's a time and it's what I consider time that I've set aside to spend with myself, time that I've set aside to like give back to myself because when I grocery shop, not only am I you know, having the experience of doing something alone, but I'm also having the experience of buying foods that I care about that are going to fuel my body and fuel me throughout the week and prioritizing myself and prioritizing my health in the same way that when I go out to eat by myself or when I go out to the park or when I go to the beach by myself or when I go on a walk by myself or just do anything alone, I don't look at it as like, boo-hoo, poor me, I'm such a fucking loser, I have no friends, I have to do this by myself. No, because I'm sorry, if you want to think with that shit mindset, then you're always going to be sad and down bad and you're just never going to be happy. No, I think to myself, like, I'm going to do this because I want to experience this with myself. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Does that mean every time it's easy? No. Does that mean I don't get anxious or scared? No, of course fucking not. Like, I... I'm a human being and because of that I'm just naturally going to assume that you know I'm constantly being observed maybe in a negative way or that what I'm doing is weird or not socially acceptable whatever the case is but at the end of the day you have to realize that it's really not that serious and no one really cares and if you want to spend forever in your room crying about the fact that you don't have enough friends or you don't have anyone to do with or you want to go out and do something but you have no one to do it with then guess what you're never going to do anything and you're always going to be alone and you're always going to be sad. No one gives a fuck if you're by yourself or you're with friends. And quite frankly, if they do, as I've said a million times before, they're the freaking weirdos, they're the losers for being so concerned with someone else and who someone else isn't or is with. Like, that's just reflective of how boring their life is. Like, that's insane. But at the end of the day, 
spending time alone does not mean you're lonely because in the same way that being lonely doesn't mean you're alone. You can have all the friends in the world. You could have everyone in your disposal. Fuck, you could be in a literal room full of people and still feel lonely. And you can be alone and not feel lonely at all. So, what I'm trying to say is, if you're right now in a time period in your life, like myself, where you don't necessarily physically have people that you can do things with or physically have people that you can be with all the time or every time that you want to do something like go get dinner or go paint or go to the mall or just do any random activity or whatever and especially like I said with the seasons coming up like maybe you want to go to a pumpkin patch maybe you want to go carve a pumpkin I don't know but you don't necessarily have someone to do that with that is okay and doing those things alone doesn't make you weird or loser or lonely it just means you're doing them by yourself and that can have whatever sort of feeling or attachment to it that you want and in my case I'd rather have a positive attachment to that which is that I get to spend time with myself and have fun and feel the ease of not being on a schedule or not being on anyone else's time but only my own and doing whatever I want with that and if you are experiencing feeling lonely even when you're in a room full of people then maybe ask yourself where these feelings and like emotions are coming from Because it might just be coming from a lack of spending time with yourself, you know, and a lack of enjoying your own company and presence. Because at the end of the day, being alone is is that, is learning to enjoy your company and presence and finding peace in that. Because that's where I'm at right now in my life, is like finally trying to find that now that I've become comfortable doing things alone and they don't have such intense negative feelings with them, is finding like peace and comfort in those moments of being alone and just like being okay with that and like enjoying them if you get what I'm saying. For the first time in my life I don't feel like I need to be with anyone. I don't feel like I need plans every Friday and Saturday night. I don't feel like I need to be doing something or that my social calendar needs to be filled which is something that was not always true for me. I think for a really long time, I had the worst FOMO. And I was like, no, it's not, you know, I just don't want to miss out. Like, what if like something really cool happens? You know, those are memories that I can be making. Like, I just don't want to miss out. Like, uh, like I have to go, you know, or I have to do these things or I got to make sure like this happens. But it's like for the first time in a really long time, I don't feel the need to do anything. I don't feel the need to be anywhere. I don't feel the need to be with anyone. I'm okay just existing. And if that means going out on a Friday night, cool. Or if that means spending a Friday night alone at home doing skincare and watching a movie, then that's okay too. At the end of the day, I think I'm just kind of in a position where I'm finally learning to appreciate my time alone rather than looking at my time alone as being lonely. Because honestly, looking back at everything, there are so many moments I can point out where I could have had an experience but chose not to because I was too afraid to do something alone or by myself because it was weird or because I thought, you know, that feeling of loneliness, I just let that consume me. But the reality is, I was holding myself back and you are too. You're holding yourself back from experiencing life and living your life 
because you don't want to do things alone or you're afraid to do things alone or you feel like it would be 10 times more fun with someone else. I feel like there just needs to come a point where you just stop holding yourself back, you know, from experiences and moments waiting to hope that someone wants to go out with you or to hope that someone wants to do something. What if no one cares to do what it, whatever it is that you want to do? No one wants to go to that thing or no one wants to see that artist in concert or no one wants to do whatever you want to do. You're holding yourself back from living your life because you're afraid to do things alone. And don't get me wrong, like I said, it's not easy. And even sometimes when I do things alone now, I'm still like, oh my God. But at the end of the day, you just have to realize that this world is your fucking oyster and you are meant to experience every aspect of it. And if people can experience it with you, that's dope. But if you get to experience some things alone, it's quite literally totally perfectly fine. Stop holding yourself back from living your life because you don't want to do things alone. Just fucking send it. No one gives a shit anyway. So at the end of the day, either be alone or be lonely. Pick your battle. And to be quite frank, I choose to be alone rather than to be lonely because why be lonely? Why put yourself in a position to feel like you're by yourself and sad? And I know sometimes we can't help but feel those feelings, but with the right redirection and the right mindset, you can very easily transform a negative experience or a negative moment into something really cool that you got to spend with yourself. All right, fuckers, that's all for this week. I know, I feel so awkward when it's like kind of a serious episode, but this one kind of was a ramble of just like a bunch of random things, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brutally Unfiltered. Follow me on my personal at Jessica Fuentes underscore. Guys, the Brutally Unfiltered Instagram is going to be popping off. It's going to be giving Finsta vibes. So if you want to see the receipts for half of the shit that I talk about on here, follow the Instagram, sub to the pod, follow the pod, rate the pod. Please share the pod with your friends. Um, and people who are strangers to me because slay you should do it but that's all for this week you guys let's pretend that I didn't just upload on Thursday listen it's been hectic life has been crazy but I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode make sure to like I said follow like and sub the pod I'll see you fuckers next week